With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. This is Rick Lupert here. I'm the uh, I'm the Poetry Superhighway guy. Good to have you with me. It is our September 2017 edition of our worldwide open reading, and you, yes, you, I'm talking to you. You are invited to call in and read a poem. We have no content or style restrictions. We just want to hear what you've got. Read your newest poem. Read your oldest poem. Read your middle-aged poems. Whatever you want. Uh, Excited to uh, talk with you. Excited to find out what's going on in your poetry world. Uh, Maybe you've got a new book out. Maybe you want to tell us about your website or a poetry contest that you're involved with or a poetry venue that you hang out at that is kind of cool in your part of town, give us a call. The number is 646-716-7362. We'll be doing this for the next hour, and you are an important part of it. Speaking of important things going on on Poetry Superhighway, I wanted to remind everyone that we are uh, coming up to the end of our annual poetry contest. It's actually our 20th annual contest. We started it in... The end of June, I guess it was, and the deadline to enter is this Saturday, a week from yesterday, uh, the 23rd of September at midnight Pacific time. That is your deadline to both fill out the entry form, send us your poems, and to have either paid your entry fee via PayPal or to have postmarked your entry fee if you're sending it in via check. Uh, some of you wait to the last minute. That's cool. Makes it exciting for us at the end of the contest. But I just want to point out that if you are waiting to the last minute, uh, some, if, you, if you make any mistakes uh, and you do it at the last minute, we won't have time to correct them. Uh, sometimes people forget to some, send something in or, or, or something doesn't arrive or whatever. And if that's discovered after the deadline has passed, unfortunately, it's, it's too late at that point. So uh, if you're a mistake maker um, or you're worried that something might go awry when you try to enter the contest, I recommend not waiting to the last minute. Um, Also, just a quick footnote on entry fees. Of course, uh, as I mentioned, the deadline to pay your entry fee via PayPal or Venmo electronically is Saturday at midnight Pacific time. Um, And that's also the date that uh, your entry fees must be postmarked uh, but even then, if you postmark it on time, depending on where you live in the world, it'll it'll take some time to get to me in Los Angeles. And if it doesn't arrive by Tuesday, then unfortunately it's it's going to be too late, um, even if you did it on time. So if you're a check mailer as opposed to an electronic payer, uh, do it earlier just to make sure that we get it in time because we have to get the poems off to the judges. Your poems are – it's a $1 per poem entry fee, by the way – all of that money gets divided up between the top three scoring poets, and uh, the the first place poet gets 50% of the money. Third place, second place poet gets 30% of the money, and second place poet gets 20% of all of that money. Um, and the winners are decided by our three judges who score your poems blindly. I mean, they're not blind. Don't get me wrong, but your names are removed from the from the poems. So what that means is uh, they're going to receive a batch of poems with no uh, author's names, just the titles and the poems. 
uh, and it's whatever poems I receive that day. So your your poems or poem, depending on how many you enter, will be included with every other poem that that was sent that day. So the judges have no idea, none whatsoever, who has written these poems. They send them back to me with scores, zero through five points. <clears throat> At the end of the contest, we tally up all those points, and whoever wins, wins. There's a tie. We have a, a quick tie-breaking uh, scoring round with the judges, and uh, we'll, we'll announce then the winners first of the contest, our 20th annual, on October... Is it 8th or 18th? I forget. I'm looking at my notes wrong, and I can't read my own handwriting. I'm going to look that up because I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, but we will have uh, the next Poetry Superhighway Live broadcast will be um, will be our contest winners announcement, um, where we'll hear a few words from our judges, um, their process, um, the their uh, thoughts on having judged the contest, um, and then we're going to go through the top ten scoring poets. And if anyone happens to be listening who is in the top ten scoring poets, you'll be invited to call in and read your poem. And finally, the top three scoring poets who are the winners of the contest, um, who will divide up all that money. Right now, there's almost 600 contest entries, which means that if no other entries came in, just for example, but I'm sure some will, uh, we, you know, the first place winner would get $300. Second place winner would get. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to do the math, but they'll get 30% of that, and then the second, third place winner will get 20% of that. Plus, actually, not just that, because we have several sponsors who have donated cash uh, just to add to the the pot, as it were. Uh, most notably, uh, Roland Vassen has donated $250. So uh, if we, for some reason, get no other entries, that would mean that it's not $600 that's being divided up between the winners. It's... Um, it's eight hundred and fifty dollars. Uh, last week, I think we divided up over a thousand dollars because there were over eight hundred entries and, and and there was some additional cash thrown in. So it's pretty cool uh, just for entering our contest at one dollar per poem. You know what I'm saying? You could enter one poem for a dollar. You could enter ten poems for ten dollars. Someone entered forty poems for forty dollars. Whatever you want to do. It's cool. Besides the fact that everyone gets a prize just for entering. Did I mention that? I don't think I mentioned that today. Um, we have a ton of sponsors. If you go to our website, PoetrySuperHighway.com, click on the contest banner at the top of the Poetry Superhighway page. Um, you'll see a long list of sponsors, and, and towards the end of that page, there's a long list of the prizes they've donated. So every single person who enters the contest will get something just for entering. Uh, sometimes it's a book or it could be a subscription. Um, it could be a service. Someone you know, is donating like an hour or two of time of uh, working with you on, on poems. Um, it could be an ebook, um, a PDF of something that normally people charge for. So um, you're a winner no matter what. You're definitely going to get something just for entering. Um, so there you go. That's it. And by the way, I've, uh, I've now officially interpreted my handwriting, and the next show will be on October 8th. That is the date that we will announce the winners of the contest. So tune in for that. And, uh, and again, the, the deadline to enter is this Saturday, September 23rd. Go to our contest page. All the uh, guidelines on how to enter there and read them. Uh, you will uh, you'll fill out a form. You'll uh, um, after you fill out the form, um, the rest of the information is displayed. And what to do? The next thing you'll do is send your poems, and then the thing after that is you will um, send in your payment. And as soon as we receive the payment, that gives us a, a, the cue to look for your poems, and we send them off to the judges. Definitely do that in in that order. There's been a couple people who have sent their uh, payment before their poems, and that kind of screws us up on this end because uh, our our cue again to look for your poems is receiving payment. So if we receive your payment and you haven't sent the poems yet, um, well, it it causes us to do a lot of extra things, and then you have to do some extra things to make sure that we know what's going on. So just follow the instructions exactly. Pretty please makes life easier for us, and we'd appreciate it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. We're going to get to our open reading right now. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Call in. Um, this is going to be cool. Our first caller is from 
the 240 area code. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Who's this? Oh, great. I'm, I'm the poet Saran McCray. I have a book that I published entitled McCray on Display. And the piece that That's I would a- like to share with the world is entitled 10 Minutes Away. It asks the question, if this were your last 10 minutes on earth before God come out the sky, he lets you see him come out the sky, what would you want to do with this time? So it goes like this. Hey, you, tell me true. What would you do if it were only 10 minutes away from everything as you know it cease to exist and the heavens open up with a shout and ghosts scattered in atmosphere like mist? Would you, could you forgive that grudge against your neighbor? Think carefully. He's selling his words. Prepare for me 10 minutes away before the return of our Savior. It's too late to say, Lord, wait, because wait broke the wagon down. Would you take time to get that last, last clown 10 minutes away before that dragon starts to frown? Now, this was the last day and only 10 minutes away before our final separation. Some will experience true joy and jubilation and others not so minute number nine he has arrived in the atmosphere true feelings of joy and fear take a deep breath there's only one minute left will you take this time to pray or run around like a mouse trapped in a maze would you put down those drugs and show love or would you try to sneak a final piece or would you face facts and just relax while God gives his soul sweet relief? Well, I did all I could do and said all I could say. May we all be blessed to be forgiven of our sins. When it's time to meet the holy, 10 minutes away. And once again, it's McCray on display. You can get it purchased at Amazon.com or Exhibits.com. And once again, I'm Karam McCray, and thank you for letting me share. No problem. Hey, where are you calling from? Um, I'm I'm from Fort Washington. I live in Fort Washington, Maryland. Uh, Maryland, is it? Yes, sir. That's great. Is that? I'm not familiar with Fort Washington. Is that? Is that? Uh, what, what bigger city is that near? Uh, it's in the state of Maryland. Cool. Well, um, hey, thanks for calling in, and um, tell us the name of your book one one more time. Yes, it's McCray M C yeah M C R A E on display. That's a great title. Thank you, sir. And that's that's and kind of it's kind, it's kind of what we're doing with it's kind of what we're doing with our poetry. We're just kind of putting ourselves out there on display. Right. So one more question, sir. Okay, sure. um, so how often how often do you do, do you do this as far as po- for poets to call in? Um, it's usually once a month, uh, and okay, it's not always the it's, yeah it's not always the same week um, because different different things go on on this end. Uh, next month we're not doing a call in show. Uh, it's going to be a special okay. show where we announce the winners of our poetry contest. Okay. So the actual okay. next okay. next call in one we'll do uh, will be in November, and I'll. I don't have the date for that yet, but I'll I'll have it uh, uh, well well in advance. But uh, so definitely call back. Oh yeah, I appreciate you and God bless and thank you out for everybody that's listening and have a wonderful day. Thank you again. Thanks so much. Okay. You too. Okay. Enjoy. All right. That was that was uh, um, a decree on display. Literally, I'm here on Poetry Superhighway Live, calling from Fort Washington, Maryland. Thanks so much for opening up our show and uh, sharing your your work with us, and best of luck with your book. I hope people check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the next uh, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from, let's see who we got here. Ah, uh, yes, it's from the 520 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi. Rich? Yeah. Hello, this is Maggie Westland. 
Hello, Maggie. How are you? I'm good. I'm back again. I really enjoy doing this show. <laughs> I really enjoy. Uh, yeah, I enjoy having you on the show. So it's it's a, it's a gift for everyone. <laughs> well, I've got a little thing that's a bit of a commentary about what people are talking about all the time about the news. You know, they say the news comes and there's fake news and there's bad news, and I just have my take on the news, and it's called extra. Extra. Some news is better than none. Take the sinking of stock prices, cruise liners, loss of the booze we all loved. Then balance it all with a step onto moon or return of a small chimpanzee. Between the explosions of bombs, collapses of sky into dust, wildfires and wild men with guns, come black holes of knowledge, new stars, and the tear down of walls. Nothing makes me happier than when a chimpanzee returns safely. Yes. And dogs came back, too, I think. Well, the dogs, I'm not sure about the dogs. I know they sent dogs up in there. But anyway, still nice and warm well, in Tucson. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Um uh, anything else going on in your poetry world you want to tell us about, Maggie? No, don't have any news right now. Um, I think we've talked before about how wonderful the University of Arizona Poetry Center is, and I don't mind pumping them again, but the next class doesn't start until next month for me, so I don't have any news from there right now. All right. Um, you got another poem? I'd love to hear another one from me if you got one. Oh, well, I didn't have one planned, but give me a minute and I'll see if I can drag one up. It never hurts. I don't think we've done I, this one before. Um, did I do one that was called Dream State? I don't think so. Dream State. I lie awake, I hear the pause. Await its syncopated click of pause. Tap dance, encoded messages along my eyes, unconscious edge. Is this an omen? Oracle? Our simple mind dust turned to sleep. Very nice. You should know I was uh, I was just recently in your old neck of the woods. I uh, I participated in the um, in the reading at the Ventura Library at the E. P. Foster Library in the Topping Room, and oh, cool. uh, uh, and uh, had a really great time there. It's it's uh, it's in case you're not. Still in touch with the folks from there. Um, it's it was thriving. Um, lots of people. It was hosted by uh, Friday Gretchen. Um, oh and yeah. It happened to be her birth. Happened to be her birthday that day, and so there was just tons of people there. And you know, it's, it's sometimes oh, you know when reading. I still keep in touch with some of those folks. Yeah, that's a wonderful, a wonderful venue. Yeah. Uh, put together by Phil Taggart, a um, poet laureate yes. of Ventura, Ventura County, and yep. it's just. Um, I, I thought it was so cool because. You know, as years go by, sometimes readings kind of fizzle out, and even if they're still going on, maybe not so many people go. But this was a packed room. You know, this was a packed room, and people really, you know, people who'd been there for years and knew people, and it was it was just cool. So, so rest assured, things are still happening here if you ever come back. That's great. Were, were you the featured poet? As a matter of fact, I was. That's why the room was packed. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, Maggie. Now I'm glad I gave you an extra poem. That's uh <laughs> Thank you. You earned it. You give some space to some new people, okay? All right. Take Will care. Do. All right. Th- take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. It was uh Maggie Westland calling from Tucson, Arizona, formerly from here in Southern Cal, uh buttering me up for the future. Um, I don't think they were there for me. I I mean, I guess they knew I would be there, but you know they were probably there anyway. I think that people just show up to this reading every week because it's uh, it's a cool space and it's um, it's probably the best thing going in poetry in Ventura in Ventura County. It probably didn't hurt that it was Friday's birthday. Friday is the name of the host, in addition to a day of the week, in case you were wondering about that.
Um, so anyway, that was a good experience. I'd, I'd love to come to your town and read poetry to your packed rooms. Heck, I'd come and just read just to you if you set it up. So uh, um, I keep putting out new books, and uh, I need to read from them somewhere. So if you you run a venue, call me. I'll I'll show up. I promise. Anywhere in the world, I have no shame. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Um, would love to hear what you've got to say. would love to hear your poems. Uh, give us a call. Our next caller is from the 310 area code. Hello, 310. Are you there, 310? 310 what? Seven seven yeah, five one oh five nine. That's a that's yeah, it. that's you. Hey, hey, Rick Henry Howard. I've been away for a long time, but not dead. I uh, well, that's a really <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I uh, had a few close shaves. My poetry writing got put on got put on ice. While I tried to deal with a um, tried to deal with a very large and arrogant brain tumor the last eight months. So. <laughs> It's been a little hard oh, concentrating on uh, on, cre- on my creative writing, but I I am almost finished with my treatment. I have survived, and I am getting back in business as a writer. And your show is the first one that I thought of in, in terms of calling in and, and, and uh, sharing my vision of humanity with the world. And this uh, this poem, I think, is pretty... <clears throat> Excuse me. I think this poem is pretty timely. I think it is uh, a poem about Dhaka, which everybody is talking about these days. And there's a poem dedicated to all those dreamers, and I hope that their dreams do not become a night in March. So I want to share this poem. It's called um, It's called Why Do You Call Me Illegal. When you call me an illegal alien, I feel like an outlaw from another planet. Only I didn't come in a flying saucer. I walked all night across the desert with my parents. How can any human being be illegal? Why do you call me that when you don't even know me? The sticks of your police batons and the stones thrown through my parents' windows can, can break my bones, but your words can hurt me most of all. Is it my fault that my parents crossed the border when I was only four? I was not consulted on that decision. We did not come to steal your jobs or even seek asylum from the civil war that tore my country apart. We came seeking only the asylum of a better life, a chance to raise ourselves up in a home with two bedrooms with a roof that doesn't collapse in the winter rains and floors we don't have to share with three chickens and two goats. I remember as if it was yesterday, the night we crossed from our country into yours. I remember the cold of the Sonoran Desert and the great tall shadows of the saguaro cactus with arms outstretched like monsters seeking to devour us. Mama made a papoose like the Indians do with straps around her waist so she could carry me when my small feet gave way on the 10-mile walk and I rested my weary head on her back. I have done well in America since that long night of walking. I am an indocumentada, an undocumented young woman who earned straight A's and and became student body president in high school. In my second year of college, I am now the lead female dancer in the ballet corps, and I have won a gold medal in freestyle swimming. I am smart, beautiful, and loving. Would you really turn down a date with me because your government calls me illegal? Last week, the immigration people came for us. In my mind, I hear the engines of the deportation plane, and I am so afraid. Something your president calls the DREAM Act may let me stay another year or two, so at least I can finish college. But my parents may be sent home tomorrow. Yes, I am a dreamer, but I would never dream of harming you. I dream only of a, of a happy life for myself and a much better one for my parents who have sacrificed so much for me. This country has been my home to my family for 20 years. We have no other home. When La Migra came from my parents and handcuffed them before my eyes, I cried all night 
and searched all the next day for a lawyer to help me. The last thing my parents said to me as I blew them kisses through their cell bars in the detention center was, stay strong in El Salvador or America, your spirit is not wrong. Call me a refugee and I, and I might agree with you. Call me undocumented and I can live with that. But never again look me in the eyes and call me illegal. It is your words and your laws that rob me of my humanity and reduce me to that outlaw from another planet you call an illegal alien. But guess what? I am legally on this planet to stay, and no human being anywhere is illegal. <sighs> That's great, Henry. Well done. Well done. Um, Thank you. And this this poem, by the way, I mean, it is not in my particular volume of poetry, right? But it's in the same vein of human rights poetry I published in 2014 through VagabondBooks.net called Sing to Me of My Rights, collection of 54 of my best human rights poems. And last fall, uh, in 2016, I was... Uh, uh, it was given the uh, given the silver medal in the Living Now Book Awards, uh, a silver evergreen medal for world peace. And it is my true hope that that award and a little little bit of extra publicity that came with it will motivate people to think about what will really save this planet: nuclear weapons or dialogue and caring. Because like, because like I said, no human being anywhere is illegal. And that particular phrase, by the way, was invented by, was first said by Elie Wiesel, the, the international icon of the Holocaust. And he spoke those words at the opening convocation of the Sanctuary Con Conference in, uh, in Tucson in 1985, as he, uh, when he opened that. And... I am glad, very happy that LA, that California is now on the verge of becoming the first sanctuary state. But we will see. We will see how things go in this country from there. But I will be on those front lines. Thanks, Rick. Are you calling? Are you calling from? Uh, where, where are you calling from? LA, uh, from uh, Brentwood. Okay, just down the street. And my book is um, available from uh, my book is available, like I said, on vagabondbooks.net, or from me personally at h-howard at hotmail.com. And I would love to correspond with people. That's great. Well, people should definitely be in touch and uh, and check out your book. And um, and thanks for the you know sharing the words of Elie Wiesel. It's um, you know that phrase. I think. Um, you know, in particular, uh, where in Southern California, uh, where we have a lot of immigrants and such, um, mm -hmm. uh, is is really heavy. It holds a lot of weight, and um, it's yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's there's kind of a sadness to the fact that um, that Elie Wiesel said those words in 1985, and here we are, um, you know, 32 years later, and, and still still yeah, dealing yeah. with um, that. Uh, <laughs> that situation, um, you know, the not resolved, and and with 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 people vehemently holding torches on 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 either side of that. So um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll just become a a standard understanding of the way it is, and not not something yeah. we need to struggle to achieve. Hopefully, idiots like those who carried torches and shout, uh, at night in car and, and shouted, Jews will not replace us. Hopefully, they will be relegated to the dustbin of history. And people, people and compassion will one day rule the land. Yeah. Here's to that. We don't all have, we don't all have to be alike. We don't all have to think alike, but we have to care alike. And somehow that doesn't seem so hard. Yeah, um, but All yet right. it, in 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 practice, it ends up being that way apparently. Um, but uh, what yeah. can you do? Well, look, um, Henry, I really I appreciate you calling in. Tell us the name of your book again. The book is called "Sing to Me of My Rights," mm. and it has an absolutely okay. beautiful cover, by the way, designed by Sonia Jimenez, a, note, a very noted 
uh, left-wing illustrator. It's a beautiful, beautiful uh, job that they put together of it. So enjoy, and let's keep out there and keep fighting for what matters. Sounds good, Henry. Well, thanks for calling in, and uh, keep fighting the good fight, and best of luck with your book. Yep. Take care, and Shana uh, Tova. To you as well. All right, that was uh, Henry Howard calling from uh, Los Angeles. He's uh, mentioned he was just uh, recovering from a brain tumor, but he sounds in in really good shape and spirits, and he did a great reading of his poems. So um, so so check out his book, and um, and uh, let's keep fighting the good fight together. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. We've got some open lines, so I'm sure if you call in, we'll be able to get you on the air uh, during this uh, half hour of the show. Um, we are at the half hour point of the show, and I like to play a spoken word track um, at, uh, at this point. Um, and so this one that I'm going to play uh, for you now is the poem Getting Away Choral Soliloquy from Stephen Mead. Just fading out now, that was the spoken word piece, Getting Away Choral Soliloquy from Stephen 
Mead. Thanks for sending that in, Stephen. Hard to make out the words uh, on a second listen to that now that I realize that, but the tone is particularly interesting. The background music and and the style in which the words were were read, um, kind of uh, even even not honestly be able to make out what all the words were. Sort of a, a sing songy way, but not quite a song, you know. Um, uh, really interesting listen um, to that, um, which uh, uh, gives you an interesting perspective on what you can do um, when uh, when considering what to send me for the spoken word segment of the show. Again, we try to do this at the half hour mark of every show, and um, it's uh, um, we um, are looking for spoken word tracks, and we kind of define that as something anything beyond just a straight reading. Um, If you're just going to read a poem and record it and send it, you can just call in and do that. Um, We're looking for something where there's extra elements, um, meaning you've mixed it with music um, or other kinds of sound effects or anything that makes it, that um, augments the actual reading of the poem. Uh, The sort of exception to that is um, live tracks. We love, um, I love to hear you know, tracks that were obviously recorded at, at uh, live venues. So not only do you hear the poem, but you, you know, it's not necessarily a polished version of it. Um, we're hearing you trip over the words. We're hearing in particularly the audience's reaction to what you're doing. If they're laughing, if they're clapping, um, or whatever uh, sounds that they're making, um, which, which in effect as a spoken word track become the effects of of the piece. So if you've got something like that, um, a live recording from somewhere, or you want to put together a poem which incorporates music or sound effects into your reading of it, um, please send it me. Send it to me. Send me an MP3 at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com, and uh, we will uh, consider playing it on future editions of this show. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got about um, oh, 23, 24 minutes left in the show. Uh, please call in. The number is 646-716-7362. Let's hear your poetry. All right. Our next caller is from the 207 area code. Hi. Hi, Rick. It's Ellen Sander calling in from Belfast, Maine. Hey, Ellen. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you? You sound great. Thanks. I'm doing good. I'm enjoying Um, the show. Cool, yeah. Busy time of year for for me, as you can imagine, and uh, uh, just getting ready for everything that's about to happen, and uh, and getting the contest together. So yeah, that's how I am. I'm 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 up to my ass in alligators, as they say. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, all good stuff. You do you do so much for the poetry community. I I just want to say thank you and. Uh, you know, I'm also involved in a lot of poetry projects, but nothing like you. You you are like poetry man exponentiated. <laughs> well, I you know, it keeps me off the streets, um, except when I'm reading poetry on the streets. Um, tell me, you, you actually, uh, you've got a new poetry show, maybe it's not even so new anymore, actually, that you do in, uh, in Maine. Do you want to tell us about it? Yes, yes. Um, we have a local radio station, a 100-watt radio station here in Belfast, Maine. Uh, it's called WBFY, and uh, it, it only plays locally, but you can hear it on the Internet by going to the radio station's website, which is BelfastCommunityRadio.org, and then you can, you can hear it live. And it airs Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock uh, Eastern Time. Um, which is three hours ahead of you Californiators. And, um, but uh, tune in anytime. And we are also soliciting spoken word tracks, and uh, we're fine with uh, just, uh, just reading. Uh, we, of course, we love um, you know, collaborative uh, versions, too, with, with music or sound effects or whatever. But, um, but the... the the email for the program is poetrywoodshed at gmail.com and if your listeners have any spoken word tracks that they would like uh, us to consider for broadcast, they must be mp3 files Uh, please send them as attachments to poetrywoodshed at gmail.com and we'd love to hear them 
So uh, I, I play tracks of contemporary poets. I play tracks of actors reading William Blake, for instance, or um, Wallace Stevens reading his own stuff, and oh, Allen Ginsberg, and the many recordings of Jack Kerouac with jazz. So we do all that stuff. And uh, and uh, I, I just I just love to hear your work too. So uh, so remember us when you you know when you send stuff to Rick. Maybe you could copy us at poetrywoodshed at gmail dot com. And uh, our programs do not compete; they don't run at the same time. So and we've played a lot of uh, this guy uh, Rick Lupert. Uh, there are two tracks that people are constantly asking for Rick, and one of them is making love to fifty foot woman. And the and the other is rules for poetry, and those go over really big. And I I also like to play Israeli breakfast and and some other cuts from your recordings. Um, so you're you're a a B M O R big man on radio here in Belfast, Maine too. <laughs> I'm I can feel the the hundred watts of power surging through me. Um, that's so we great. call it the I'm light really bulb so... station. You know, like a hundred watt is like a light bulb, <laughs> but that's right, that's all. You know, you can get a low wattage station like that uh, from the FCC, and permission to broadcast under, um, you know, a, a few guidelines and everything. But and it's all volunteer, and it's a great project. It's a, the station's been going since December, and my program's been going since February. So I'm just starting to get my radio legs, as it were. And I enjoy it very much. Cool. Yeah. Well, I, you know, the few times I've had the chance to listen, I've really enjoyed it, and it's it's cool to hear a whole hour of of spoken word tracks. And um, and you're right. There's no, you know, the more the merrier. There's no competition. And even if they did air at the same time, you can you can listen to the shows uh, in. Uh, you know, uh, in, or at least you can listen to our show in the archives. So you can listen to if, if for some reason I decide to directly compete with you, listen to Ellen's show, and then you can listen to mine in the archive. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah, no, there's but, no direct competition <laughs> on Tuesday. You're Sunday, um, and and we're only live. We 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 haven't done archives yet. It, it requires um, some software that the station doesn't have the money for yet because the initial investment for our first year of all the, you know, the fees and the broadcast equipment and everything like that. And the city of Belfast is uh, sponsoring us somewhat, and uh, for our license and everything. So it's it's a great it's a great project. Um, it's going to do nothing but grow. That's we have great. High school I'm, kids I'm that glad have to hear programs it. in it. Yeah, we have, oh, so like cool. uh, grade school kids and high school kids that have their own programs, and um, you know, people people doing all all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but but they give me an hour of prime time for for poetry, and uh, on a night where there's a really hot lineup. So, I'm I'm That's just great. I'm just very happy with that new aspect to my poetry career. Yeah, it's cool, and it's you know you're you're on your way to doing as much for poetry as I am. I mean, you know, any I think anytime anyone makes any effort to uh, to um, to you know g- give a space in whether it's an in-person space, an online space, or a radio space for other people to share their work, um, you're doing the work of the poetry lord. You know, it's just um, it's it's, uh, it's so important that people have safe spaces and comfortable spaces and encouraging and constructive spaces to to share their work um and it's it's you know because otherwise we're just all doing this for ourselves in our in our private places and it's uh to be able to share your art and and interact with other artists um uh or or share your work for people who aren't necessarily artists is just such an amazing awesome thing so thank you for doing that that's very nice of you to say. I appreciate it, Rick. Praise from the master. <laughs> cool. So you got a poem for us? I do. It's called Baseball, because this is the time of year when baseball starts starts heating. Hey, what happened to those Dodgers, huh? Anyway, this is called Baseball, well, I... and it was published about a year ago in the Fredericksburg Literary and Art Review. Um, baseball. Behind third base, my mind wanders to Ferlinghetti reading pound at a Giants game, wanting a home run torn through the first canto. But 
I see the runner's panty line, more prominent after he slid into second, breeches coated with diamond dirt. Lusty cheers dry his sweat-soaked red mud-streaked cheekbone. The yutz I'm with says, there's going to be a home run. I can feel it, this inning or the next one. I can't remember which. That's great. <clears throat> nice, nicely done. On to short one. You, you want to read another one? You got another one handy? I'd love to. This is a very recent one, a little more abstract than that one. It's called Licked, which is in several languages, not English, means means light. Evening, the light wins out as day a day. It takes two nights to hold a day in place. A day like this, overhung with oak and ash and clouds of ash, inquisitive ash, clinging ash that once was life, blooms foot clouds, like thought at time, believed to exist. Well, you are you are also a master, Ellen, of uh, a mistress even of uh, of poetry. Um, so well done. Thank you so much for sharing your work. I appreciate it I very much, Rick. It's nice to talk to you. And once again, the email for my radio show is poetrywoodshed at gmail.com. Send me some um, MP3 uh, files of your work or drop me a line if you'd like to send uh, something else, like a CD. I'll tell you how to do it. Um, or if if you have any questions, uh, I'd love to interact with you. Poetrywoodshed at gmail.com. This is Ellen Sander signing off. <laughs> Wait a minute, who's hosting this show? <laughs> <laughs> and just remember, All right, Ellen. Thing, yeah. things could be verse. Yes, they, we're all we're all guilty. <laughs> bye, bye, of that. Rick. Thank you so much. Sure, thank you. All right, that was uh, Ellen Sander calling from Belfast, Maine. Um, not to be confused with Belfast, Ireland, uh, uh, but both of those are legitimate places. Uh, one of which I've been to. I won't tell you which. Uh, though if you've been following the history of my books, uh, you probably already know. Um, so, um, all right. Well, the number, ladies and gentlemen, we got about, let's see, 14 minutes left in the show. Open lines here, 646-716-7362. No money required. Send no money now. This is not a telethon. Uh, we're not asking for your pledge. Uh, I mean, feel free at any point to send me all your money. That's always welcome. Uh, contact me privately, and I'll I'll give you my address I accept cash, suitcases full of gold, uh, and Venmo. Um, so it's 646-716-7362. Call in and read a poem. Perhaps you've got something uh, going on in your poetry world you want to tell us about. You've got a new book out you want to read a poem from, an old book out that you want to read a poem from, a book that's not out but that's just sitting on your computer waiting to come out that you'd like to read a poem from, or a brand new poem that you just wrote like an hour before before the show started that you wanted to try out and see how it is that uh, it lands uh, on people's ears or feels coming out of your mouth, as it were. This is the time to do it. Give us a call, 646 716 7362. You know, we've been publishing poets online since 1997, which means this is our 20th year of Poetry Superhighway. So excited to uh, uh, tell you all about that. We're in the middle of our 20th anniversary of our uh, uh, poetry contest as well. Um, which I talked a lot about at the beginning of the show. Uh, but something I don't know was mentioned that I, I'd like to at this point is uh, we publish Poets Online every week. So you don't have to wait for a contest to come around. You don't have to wait for a special project. Um, we accept submissions for Poet of the Week um, throughout the year. And the way it works is, uh, well, the, the guidelines are online. If you click on Submission Guidelines under under Poetry at PoetrySuperHighway.com, um, it's all there. But in case you you're, you like to hear them, uh, basically you're going to email me your poems. They have to be uh, pasted into the body of an email, no attachments. If you send attachments, we're going to send you back with a reminder that says that says no attachments. Um, you can we and, and we're we're kind of purposefully vague. We say. Um, a few shorter ones or one long one. And then occasionally people will say, well, how many is a few or how long is a long poem? Well, we kind of leave that up to you. You can see what we normally publish. Um, and and uh, I mean, that's the idea behind 
like the, really your best idea besides having really good work and following the guidelines of any particular publication that you are submitting to your best thing to do um, to see if uh, if uh, what you should send in or if you th- to determine kind of if your work would be a good match for where you're sending your stuff in is to actually go and read the publication uh, see the kind of work they publish if you only write rhyming poetry uh, and you see that this publication has never published a rhyming poem. Is it the right place to send your rhyming poetry to? Um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just check it out. See if it's a good match for you. Um, so anyway, um, follow the guidelines. That's the most important thing you can do. Every every publication has slightly different uh, submission guidelines, and they're they're set up, speaking as a, as a publisher, I can tell you where they're set up to help streamline uh, the process for us. Um, they're, they're really not set up for your convenience, honestly. Um, uh, they're, they're set up because we receive so many submissions for our projects, and, uh, and uh, so we set up systems on our end to deal with those submissions. They need to go to the right place. They need to have the right info in them, et cetera, or else um, it kind of throws us off and creates extra work. So um, if you want a publisher to love you besides sending them work that they'll love, uh, please uh, follow their guidelines to the letter, even if they're they're not exactly the same as the last publication that you sent to, um, or different than than others as well. So, anyway, for poet of the week, you're going to send your put your poems in the body of an email, a few shorter ones or one long one, um, along with a bio, a third person bio, which can be of any length that includes what city you live in. Um, we like to, when we publish our Poets of the Week, to include that demographic information because I, I just think it's the coolest thing that so many people are uh, are are participating in poetry with each other from all over the world. Um, just this past week, I published poetry from uh, people uh, in uh, uh, from here in Los Angeles and. Um, trying to call it up just so I can remember, um, as well as Virginia. Um, the week before that, um, Georgia and New Mexico. The week before that, um, two people from Minneapolis. The week before that, um, uh, Indiana and Washington. Um, Rochester and uh, New York. Um, uh, Doylston, Pennsylvania. The United Kingdom. I published uh, poems from people all over the world, and there's nothing I love better than than um, this being a global enterprise, uh, being able to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. So you'll send in your work. Um, you, you email it to potw at poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, that's a special email just for sending in work for Poet of the Week. Um, if you send it anywhere else, I'm going to send it back to you and say, hey, you didn't send it to the right place. We really insist that you follow the guidelines. Um, and we're nice enough to let you know when you didn't follow them. Some publications uh, will and state on their submission guidelines that they will simply delete your submission unread if you don't follow the guidelines. So um, if you get frustrated because you missed a guideline and you get a note from us, keep in mind at least we read it and we're nice enough to tell you about it. So you send your work in. Previously published poems are okay um, as long as they're not previously published on the internet uh, with the exception of your personal website or blog. But if another online publication has published a poem, don't send that to us. But if a print publication has, that's okay. If we do publish it, we are more than happy to include a previously published credit with the, with the piece. Um, no problem whatsoever with us. Um, and simultaneous submissions are okay with us too. If you send work uh, the same work out to other folks at the same time, that's fine. Again, as long as you're following our specific guidelines when you send it to us and their specific guidelines when you send it to them. And notify, this is of course crucial, uh, that if your poem does get picked up elsewhere that you've submitted to us, that you notify us right away so that way we can remove it from consideration um, if, excuse me, if appropriate. Now, um, here's the thing that's kind of unique to us. We don't send out rejection letters. Um, we uh, simply, um, we hold on to all work for six months um, which means every week I look at all the work that I have and I delete everything that's six months old. So if you send in work and you don't hear from us within six months, it means we're not using it. Um, it didn't necessarily mean that we didn't like it. It just meant that as we review all the work that we have every week, um, it didn't <clears throat> rise to, to the top uh, uh, based on the other stuff that we 
had. Um, and you're also more than welcome to send in additional work at any time if you haven't heard from us. So um, we realize it's a long time. Uh, so if you don't hear from us in a month, send something else in if you want, and both will be under consideration for that period of time for six months from when we receive it. <clears throat> the only time you can't send work in is if you've already been published as a poet of the week during the calendar year. So, for example, it's 2017 right now, in case you didn't know. If we've already published you as a poet of the week in 2017, then you are not eligible to send work again until January 1st, 2018. So there you go. That's it. Send us some work. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we've got another caller on the line. Um, hello, 510 area code. Uh, hey, is this Rick Lupert? It sure is. Hey, it's Who's Clyde this? Always from San Francisco. Hey, Clyde Always from San Francisco. How you been? I'm, I'm good. I remember you from the place where we both were at the same time that one time. I know. I was crazy. Um, thank you. Cl- Clyde runs a reading in, uh, in, in San Francisco up in the, on Hate Street. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Cafe International, Hate and Fillmore. And um, I, you were nice enough to invite me up there um, last year or so, and I had a really good time. And um, you were so nice, and the folks there were really supportive. And um, so uh, thank you for that, and so good to hear your voice. Yeah, thanks a million, man. Uh, can I recite your poem? I would love to hear a poem. Okay, cool. Uh, this is Jittery Jeff, the Celebrity Chef. At the fanciest eatery ever there was on a Saturday prior to service. While preparing, the staff were all shaken because they had reason to feel very nervous. Enter Jittery Jeff, the celebrity chef, who was famously vile and British. He could roar in your ear till he rendered you deaf, but his cooking was really quite shittish. One unfortunate cook over-roasted the lamb, so the chef came up shouting and shoving. Then he seasoned and trussed up that cook like a ham, and he stuffed the poor guy in the oven. When the pastry girl said that she felt underpaid as she idly fingered a booger, came the chef with a torch and her face he brulee but neglected to add any sugar. <gasps> then the sioux at the busiest part of the night served the T-bone as tough as a fender. That's when Jeff went berserk on that raw piece of shite and he hammered his testicles tender. <gasps> All the servers complained in a furious mob that the chef was a mean evildoer. So old Jeff ran him through on a giant kebab with the mater d' last on the skewer. <laughs> in the dining room diners impatient they grew and so angry their hunger it made them in response complimentary liquor he threw before jittery draw free flambeed them all alone and was jeff in the barbecue pit jamming cabbages into the juicer and about to impale his own ass on the spit when there barged in his happy producer well your ratings are up the producer exclaimed and i think i'm aware of the reason all those innocent people you've butchered and maimed what a triumph we'll see you next season thank you rick lupert uh i gotta take off but it's been my pleasure to regale you and your audience Clyde, I, I just want to quickly say thank you, and also I don't think I have the right insurance for uh, my face breaking from having smiled during your poem. Uh, oh, very so, good. <laughs> so thank you. Good to hear your voice. My pleasure, man. Thanks again. I'll see you later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. That was uh, Clyde Always calling from uh, San Francisco, California. I published him a couple times on Poetry Superhighway. If you look in our uh, Past Poets archive or just actually we have a search feature on the website. It's on the kind of the lower right side of almost every page. You can search for his name. He's got a couple of fun poems like that up there. And I, I like I said, I had a really good time at his reading in San Francisco. Got to go up there and do that reading a year ago or so. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. The time it just keeps going, and I can't keep track of it. So thanks, Clyde, for calling in. I want to thank everyone for calling in to our show this month. I want to thank um, uh, uh, McKay on display uh, for calling in from Fort Washington, Maryland, Maggie Westland from Tucson, Arizona, Henry Howard from Los Angeles, Ellen Sander, formerly of Los Angeles, now from Belfast, Maine, and Clyde always uh, closing us out um, uh, with his very fun poem. He's calling from San Francisco, California. Check out his reading. It's every week, I think. I could be wrong. It could be every other week. It could be once a month. Maybe it only happens every two years. I don't know. 
Uh, but it definitely happens at the Cafe International on Hate Street up there, um, and it's a fun time, and he's a good guy and a good host. So there you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, our next show is going to be on October 8th at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be announcing the winners of our poetry contest first on that day, so definitely uh, tune in for that. If you haven't entered our contest, you have until Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, midnight Pacific is the deadline to get everything in, um, your poems, your, your your entry form, your poems, and your payment um, electronically or postmarked that day. Remember, um, if you're sending in your payment by check, that if it doesn't arrive by Tuesday of the um, – 27th, I guess it is. Maybe that's the 26th. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be it's going to be too late um, because we need to get poems off to the judges, and and that's our cutoff date. So thanks everyone uh, for listening. Poetry Superhighway Live signing off the air for another month. Join us again in October. Good night. Good afternoon. And may God be with you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.